Hey everyone, my name is Siona Petros. My name is Michael Kamel. And you're listening to Owner Stories on WRIR 97.3 Richmond, and we are back for our second season. And we'll be exploring the topic of home. I saw your posts about people sharing with you what is home. Home is where I don't have to be on guard. And I am glad to have many places that I call home and can feel at home wherever I am for the most part. It's within me and I can make any place, anything, any situation, any person home. Home, truly, the sense, the feeling, that all-encompassing kind of knowing is something is something that has to be actively cultivated. We're interested in what home looks like, how do people define it, where do our ideas of home come from? And home is something so personal that often becomes politicized. For those who may not know, Owner Stories is a show about the intersections of the cultural, the political, and the personal, and honestly, nothing captures the root of those intersections quite like the topic of home. But first, we want to know what does home mean to you? So we asked folks on social media to talk to us about home, and let me just say, y'all really showed out. Thank you to everyone who responded, and here are just a few of the many incredible stories you all shared with us. there this is Steph from the Geopets podcast network and um, I am coming to you from the Grand Park of Tirana Tirana Albania not Toronto people keep thinking I'm saying Toronto but it's actually Tirana uh, Albania is a country that is just east of Italy and just north of Greece I've been bird watching my first bird watching challenge or my first bird watching experience for the past month so I wanted to get some birds in the background here there might also actually be some car noise but I think you'll mostly get the birds anyway so the question is where is home what is home that kind of thing home was always a tricky thing at least geographically this is someone who grew up with immigrant parents in the United States. I was always aware of other cultures from as early as I can remember and I you know, got on my first plane to go to my parents' homeland of Italy when I was four years old. So I've always had a foot in different places, but there isn't one specific geographical place that has felt like home to me my entire life. And I finally came to terms, oh, there, can you hear him? That is a duck. (laughs) Anyway, there's not one geographical place that has felt like home to me my entire life. Home is more of the place that I'm in at the time that feels comfortable, that feels not just physically comfortable, but intellectually, socially, exploratorily, which should be a word, that it feels comfortable on those levels. I need to be social and challenged and able to explore in order to feel like that place feels like home for however long I'm there. Um, I usually live in a place like three to four years kind of thing. It used to be one year at a time, but I got older and more tired of moving too much. So now it's longer stretches of time, at least pre-pandemic it was. This, yeah, things have changed as I'm sure they have for many people. But um, yeah, so home is more of a comfort level for me than a geographic and those would be some geese fighting okay so (laughs) oh yeah so home is more of a comfort level for me than it is a geographical place and I am very comfortable with that Uh, because I think I knew early on in my life I wasn't going to be someone who was going to stay in one town forever 
And that has been incredibly true. <laughs> incredibly, incredibly true. Home to me is within me. I think that anywhere that I go, no matter who I'm with or um, where I'm at or the circumstances, I can always find a way to find home. Um, and so, yeah, that's what that's what home means to me. It's it's within me and I can make any place, anything, any situation, any person home. I've actually been thinking about this question like all day and like my initial feelings were like my body, my body's my home. I've learned to acknowledge my body and accept it as this place that this thing that is always going to be with me until I die. Every day I wake up and I'm going to be in this body. But then I was like, sometimes I don't feel at home in my body or there have been times in my life where I don't feel comfortable or safe in my body. So then I was like, maybe it's my mind. Like I have full control over my mind. I know how to navigate it. I know how it works. I can understand it. I have this deep understanding of it because I think in my head, the word home kind of connotes an idea of comfort and safety. But then I kind of realized like there really isn't like a place or a thing that I could necessarily like pinpoint and be like, I am always this. I always feel this way whenever I think or imagine this thing or this space. Um, so it's actually really interesting because I think I realized maybe my existence is, is my home, like my reality, everything I perceive Maybe that's my home and there are all these things like feelings and people and emotions and experiences that maybe knock on the door and come inside for a visit and then leave. Maybe this is getting a little too woo-woo and heady, but like I've literally been thinking about this all day trying to figure out what I consider my home. And maybe there's levels to it. I think there might be levels to it. Like I think my home can be my body. My home can also be my mind and my home can be my existence, which kind of like wraps, maybe like my body and my mind are rooms in the home that are my existence. I think that makes the most sense to me. Hi, my name is DB Crema and I'm calling in from Reno, Nevada. I think a lot about home. When I first met my husband on our third date, he gave me a hug and in his arms, for the first time in my life, I knew I was home. You see, I moved around a lot as a child and in my adult life, so I never really felt attached to any one place. Um, and I also met my husband later in life. So after 20 plus years of dating, finding that feeling in someone was remarkable. It was it was the strangest thing I had ever experienced. Um, so... And like most ideas of home, I feel safe and I feel loved. But this version of home, no matter where I am, it's always there, always has my back, always gives me strength in everything I do when I go out in the world and do my part to address social injustice. I know I have a home. I think home for me, I have had to navigate and figure out how to make a home within myself and how to make conscious choices and decisions to um, put myself in places where I belong, uh, which has been a lot of trial and error. I find home with people who look like me. I found uh, home is safety, 
when I'm in spaces that may look diverse, oftentimes, well, I've had to shed kind of the social conditioning that we've had to do assimilation work to make other people feel comfortable. And uh, I have found home within myself by prioritizing my own comfort, by saying what I need to say when I need to say it, by knowing what I need and what I don't need, and yeah, building community with people who see themselves reflected in me and vice versa. Home really grew into its definition for me when I visited Ghana for the first time in 2016. And I realized that there are people in the world, that was one of the first times I spent the most time in a majority black country. And seeing, you know, everywhere I turn, every billboard, every statue just being black, not having to contend with the negotiations that happen when you're in colonized spaces and contending with other people's social conditioning to see you as one thing before you open your mouth helped me define home for myself. This is drawn out, but this is home to me. Home is where my family is. My immediate family, my sisters, my parents are in Washington State, and I live here in Northern Virginia. And every time I go back, it feels like home because it feels safe, especially now I am going through a divorce. I'm sharing the same space with my soon-to-be ex-husband. And even though I am in a house with shelter, it doesn't feel like home at all. So home for me is a place of family, peace, and togetherness. Something I don't have right now. Hey, Siona. This is Christine Job of the Flourish in the Foreign podcast. So I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Unless you're from Atlanta. And uh, if you're from Atlanta, then I'm from Suwannee, Georgia. But because Atlanta is such a sprawling metropolis, and it kind of, the name Atlanta gets kind of spread far and wide. Um, but I currently live in Barcelona, Spain, and I've lived here in Barcelona for the past three years and in Spain for four years. So for me, home is quite a tricky kind of concept. I consider myself as a black woman and I consider myself Southern. Although I've always wanted to live abroad and I gen generally enjoy my time abroad, it's been hard to find a sense of home, if I'm being honest. Even returning to Atlanta doesn't feel quite right. I feel a little bit out of, maybe not out of place, but you know, the place has grown and stretched and evolved without me. And so it is generally familiar, but doesn't feel that kind of, I guess, lockstep familiarity of exactly knowing what this is, right? And living in a homogenous white country such as Spain um, has been interesting. And specifically living in Catalonia, where like the Catalan culture is quite strong and there's a huge uh, independence and identity movement 
So as an expat, possibly an immigrant, I don't know if I'm going to be staying long term, um, trying to find a sense of home has been interesting. I find myself trying to take the things that I love about Atlanta, which really is like the people, the places, but really it's like the time. Like that moment in time was fantastic. How all the stars were aligned and how all the people were there and how it was just so perfect. And I find myself trying to search for that here in Spain. But what I'm starting to learn about home is that oftentimes home truly the sense the feeling that all-encompassing kind of knowing is something that has to be actively cultivated regardless if we are really conscious if we're cultivating that while we're in our quote-unquote hometown or something like that it is a feeling it is a living kind of sense that has to be cultivated being abroad makes me radically aware it's like radical presence everything that's going on around me all the time as my vocabulary has you know widened like picking up on other nuances and other things like that and meeting different people from around the world i am choosing to be around people and places that feel good and i think that is probably the foundation of home I don't know if there is a je ne sais quoi of home, right? Like there's just like a feeling that you just know. I I kind of feel like perhaps maybe it's it's a little bit of both. What's also been interesting is just that my family, they are slowly leaving Atlanta. They visited me here. In fact, my mom was visiting me in Barcelona during the lockdown, right before the lockdown, and got locked down with me. You know, I'm in a foreign country but i'm with my mom what makes this home <laughs> is obviously like my mom my mom was here with me so it was cool but i think that it is a sense of i guess familiarity and you know getting to know my mother again being locked down in such a way um and kind of like on my quote-unquote home turf it was really interesting I mean, I definitely look at D.C., Maryland, and Virginia as home. I was born and raised in this area. I haven't moved out of the region yet. Um, And my extended family lives here, too. So I know that when I move out of this area to New York or somewhere else, like, when I say I'm going home, I'm going to be going to my parents' house in the DMV. And I just feel very rooted here, which is weird to say out loud because it's boring suburbia, but it's home. And home is somewhere where I can be comfortably bored. I know that when I'm at my parents' house, I'm not antsy, I'm just kind of chilling, and that's what I look for in a home. Wherever I move to in the near future, whether it's New York or somewhere else, I think being comfortably bored will be my goal. And I'll know, okay, this is now a home to me. But if we're talking about back home, quote unquote, I'm definitely talking about the Middle East. I'm talking about Jordan, Palestine, because that's what I grew up around. I'm child of an immigrant that's what I know and my family always refers to the Middle East as back home no matter where we are so I've kind of internalized that growing up. The definition of home changes 
year to year, month to month, to be honest. But the most consistent thing is that my home is not always a structure. Oftentimes I view where I lay my head as a house and I'm not as attached to the house as I am to things like community, to different people, to the memories a house can hold. I grew up in a space where <clears throat> we didn't have a lot of money growing up and I would watch my mom hustle a lot and just work so many hours. And at the end of it, despite how hard she was working, you know, we could have water one month and not have electricity that month. We could have electricity the next month, but not have water the next month. So because of that, I've learned to not be as attached to a house. Even if you're able to afford the home, it doesn't mean you can afford other things that you need to live in our society. Um, I will say that it took me a long time to feel comfortable making a place I live a home. The My current apartment in Richmond is the first time I've actually taken time to invest and make it a space for myself um, to really understand that it is important that where I lay my head is comfortable for me, that I don't always need to be moving around. I'm someone who likes to travel a lot. So with the pandemic, I haven't been able to do that. So I've been forced to really just create my own oasis in my apartment in a way. But I don't know. Yeah. my To me, my home really is community. It's friends. It's some of my family members. It's making memories. I will say that being a child of Eritrean immigrants and just growing up within a larger immigrant and refugee community means that I oftentimes think of this concept of like back home, back home, my ancestral home is Eritrea and East Africa. And I feel very attached to that. That's where a lot of my work centers around. And I think that is also my home. I also have home in different parts of the world because I've been fortunate enough not to just travel, but to develop community in other parts of the world. So I don't know. I don't think home is just a space. Um, I think people find homes even when we live in societies that make it really hard to even afford a home. And I'm hoping that with the season, we can explore that nuances of what home looks like and I can expand my own definition of home in many ways. Ways I really can't even tell yet because we're still figuring that out. Um, yeah, that's what home means to me. Yes. So hello, good listeners. Um, my name is Lauren Williams. I so Right now I'm located in... Um, I was about to say Maryland. I actually moved this past weekend. <laughs> and so now I'm in Arlington, Virginia. Um, but I'm originally from Richmond. So what home means to me? I think I hadn't really thought about it until I had to think about it for this podcast. So now I know that it means care. I don't think before that I had a definition for it. It was just a feeling. I feel like I stay in an apartment for about a year at a time. And then I move to the next. So I'm kind of consistently transitioning. Um, but I've actually personally enjoyed that. This apartment that I'm in right now, I love it. It makes me so happy. Literally the other day I was in the shower and I was like, I feel like I'm on vacation. I was really happy in that moment. And I was like, any of my future homes, like when I build a home or anything like that, I want it to be built so that I feel like I'm on vacation every day. It's interesting. That same feeling that I get from being in this space where I'm just completely comfortable, I get that same feeling every time I talk to a stranger like having deep conversations with an individual that place truly does feel like home for me because it feels so natural and like just comforting it feels it, I don't know the exact word of the feeling though it's just so close to the word right so my podcast is called imperfectly phenomenal woman started it in 2019 and this was when I was living in New York that was a space that I could not call home that was a space that I called my apartment and so I feel like there's two different things there there's you have a place that feels like home and then you have a place that is just 
a holding space of an apartment. I had never considered speaking like behind a mic, period. But my friend, as I was crying to her one day, she was like, Lauren, you're an imperfectly phenomenal woman, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, shit, that's my podcast. And so that's where it came from. So I just talked to different women every week about their limiting beliefs um, and the unrealistic expectations. It's it, it feels I think I think it's almost like when we respond genuinely to the truest essence of who we are, anything that we do will feel like home. This is what I think like we're meant to do, talking to strangers about random things. If we're responding to that authentically, then that can feel like home. If we're living in the apartment that resonates most with our soul, that will feel like home. Any choices that we make, if it's true to our soul, it will feel like home. My name is Aria Malula. I'm 29 years old and I live in Tbilisi, Georgia. Home is disarming. It's a physical space and it's also non-environmental. It's a feeling more than anything. It's an energy and it's this sense of belonging in the world. New York City is my home because it's where I first entered this world. And home is also my diaspora community of Eritrea and Eritreans at large. No matter where I am in the world, there's this familiarity with the community that transcends borders, religion, and generations. We share the same flag. We eat the same foods. We carry the same names and languages and history. So when asked the question of whether home is a place or a people, I say it's both because I never have to explain who I am in my physical and communal homes. I get to simply be and exist as I am. You're listening to Owner Stories on WRIR 97.3 Richmond. My name is Siona Petros. I'm Michael Kamel. A big thank you to everyone who responded to our prompt for our first episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We do plan to have more prompts in the future, so make sure to follow us at Owner Stories. That's at O-W-N-Y-O-U-R-S-T-O-R-I-E-S on Instagram. But for now, you can listen to this episode and our previous episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. Shout out to my friend Carrie for reminding me to get on Google Podcasts, by the way. Bye, y'all.